If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton, and I've been practicing saying her name, <laughs> Shirley Suleiman. Yay! Yes, yes. Uh, uh, hypnotherapist, um, psycho NLP practitioner, and meditation teacher. Okay, and See, writer, and writer, and and actor. I was an actress. I oh, I, I did. I did the research for a while ago. Yeah, yes. I, I did the research. Good, we're gonna we're, we'll go there as much as you want to. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, very very interesting traject, uh, traject, trajectory. Um, but your voice already sounds like I would listen to you on an app. Oh, thank you. That's good, right? That's the intention. That's, That's the good. intention. Yeah, That's yeah. Good. I'm uh, meant to be relaxing. Yeah, and I have uh, I have kind of a lot of questions, and I, I feel like uh, especially. Uh, for somebody like myself and a lot of people um, that work in entertainment or just kind of doing things or just dealing, just dealing, um, uh, you know, I think, I feel like the, you know, the word like meditation comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like a lot of, um, you know, uh, the, uh, the industry of therapy and, and, and psychology and stuff like that is, uh, is a little, whereas maybe, and, and I'm probably wrong with this, but I feel like maybe like, 20 years ago it'd be like a t- like taboo to be like oh you're seeing a therapist you know what i mean yes whereas yes. now it's like you don't it's like you can't you can't like throw a rock and not hit somebody who's probably you know seeing a therapist kind a of therapist or healer you're, if you're in la yeah or angel oh, reader or you know, yoga or whatever whatever yes. it is that you're doing that's mm-hmm. you know kind of connecting like mind body spirit i guess yes. in some way especially with hypnotherapy yeah. around 20 years ago hypnosis was probably associated only with people that made you cluck like a chicken and yeah. bark like a I've dog. I've had a hypnotist on, on uh, the podcast a while ago, but I think he was yeah. a hypnotist. Yeah, like a, 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 a hypnotist. It was very interesting. stage it was, hypnotist. Yeah, but it was a lot different than I thought it was. It was, you know what I mean? I think there's a lot of misconceptions with a lot of things. I mean, you right. hear something and I'm sure, you know, you know more about that than I do. Yes. Um, and but, when you walk out of here barking like a dog, don't worry about it. It's a side effect, but you'll be fine. That's my goal. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? That means I'd have a personality. <laughs> so it's something interesting about me. Um, let's start. Uh, let's start with uh, where you're from. Where I'm from, my accent or my ethnicity. Let's do both. Let's do both. Why not? Okay. Let's yes. paint a picture here. Do it. Let's start from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so my accent is Australian. Yeah. I grew up in Sydney, Australia, and I live in LA. But my ethnicity is I'm Indonesian-born Chinese. And how does that happen? Is that a, is that is that like pretty typical? Well, or you have my mother, you have my dad. They okay. dated. They fell. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kind of yeah. Starts off like Birds, that. Birds, bees, got it. I kind of. I yeah. know. I don't know much about that. Okay. Um, well, we'll uh, talk later. I think this is a different. Kind yeah, of I know. Basin. This part two. Yes. This for the pay the pay section of the of the uh-huh. podcast. Uh, w- um, are they? Are you? S- 
second generation Australian? Like, are you, were they from? I am first generation Australian. Okay. So I came there when I was seven years old okay. from Indonesia. How did they come to be like, how about Sydney? You know, my dad wanted a good Western education. And he decided Australia because Australia was closer to Indonesia than America. So he did think of the United States. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for thinking of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and so my grandparents had already immigrated there around a couple of years ago, and I had an aunt there. So it was easier. He could just, you know, drop his kids off and go, thanks yeah. a lot. I'll yeah. see you in a year. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. So Close when you came to, to like, when you, okay. So what was, do you remember it being like a, any kind of culture shock? Or oh, you just, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't speak English when yeah. I arrived. Yeah. I just saw these strange-looking people speaking this strange language, yeah. and I didn't understand any of it. So, so that was I fun. Learned. That was fun, as you can imagine, being ripped out of yeah. <laughs> a country you knew and taken away from your friends yeah. and all that. So, yes, that was quite a bit of a culture shock. I had to relearn many things, English, make friends again, get to know culture, and I ended up loving it. I'm so grateful that it happened. But it wasn't fun at the time yeah. as a seven-year-old. Right. Not a lot. Either things are really fun or not a lot of fun at seven. Right. I think it depends. Yes. So you, when you, and how long did you did you live in Sydney? I was in Sydney for, well, since then, throughout my life. Okay. So more than 20, 30. Well, well we won't see. say. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're in LA. We don't talk about age. Yeah, something years. Yeah. We're all 30. Everyone's 30. Everyone's 29. Hollywood age is, let's say, 31. Yeah. Yes. So, um... So when you're there, what what was your kind of uh, trajectory as far as what you wanted to do? Did the acting came first? The acting came first. The acting came around college. Okay. I actually went to college. I did a double major in communication and sociology. And that made me realize, right, I've got to do something creative. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get the piece of paper. I've worked for it. So let's just graduate. Yeah. And then I just felt I needed to pursue my passion, which at the time was acting. So I did that. For a good kind of around a decade, I was. So were you like a? Were you like a? Did people recognize you? Like, because one of the one of the sh there are, are there Australian shows. There are Australian shows. It's very limited, though. Yeah. Very very. Because one of them is called Pizza. Yes. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. I did a couple of guest appearances in Pizza. What is Pizza about? It's the best name. It's it's yeah it's a it's a good name. Pizza is well was I don't know if they're still airing but this. Um, it's a series that was a comedy, okay. and it it was based on a pizza place. Okay. Strangely enough, yeah, <laughs> who would have guessed? No, not me. <laughs> <laughs> and then it shows the adventure of the pizza delivery man, oh, which I used to imagine. do for a time. Did you really? Oh yeah. How was that? Uh, it was interesting. Yeah, it was very. Uh, there was one. I mean, I kind of talk about this sometimes when I do like some kind of storytelling or stand up it's where I answered the door and there was like a hot mom in a bikini yes. and I thought I was like oh wow I'm going to be in um a porno <laughs> <laughs> it did not go it did not it go didn't. the way no but, mm. I, but I, for that second it was like it just uh, uh, so when it I do it really goes pizza, the way you envisage it never go well, not rarely yes. never, never 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 ever goes uh yes. the way uh but um so yeah so it I, wasn't quite that it wasn't a porn but um it did have forget it we're done here no, just kidding <laughs> It did have some exciting and interesting characters, that's yeah. for sure, and they could be very creative with it. So for for ten, you know, for doing that for ten mm -hmm. for ten years, when 
was there a point where you're like, this is not fulfilling anymore? Or did like your, 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 the paper degree <laughs> take over a little more with the sociology and, and yes, no, I actually found there was a crossroad, yeah. a specific crossroad when I felt it wasn't really fulfilling me in the way that it used to. Yeah. I found that, and I can't speak for all actors, but a lot of my actor and artist friends felt this way that one of the deeper reasons for us to get into it initially, often or partly, was that we were seeking validation in a way that we didn't have in our childhood. We wanted that love, support, admiration, respect, and so on and so forth. And I found that as I worked on myself and felt more whole and complete within, that that emptiness, once satisfied, didn't give me the same drive and hunger. And, you know, I don't know, to be honest, the dealing with the industry part of it wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. I love the acting part. I love the creativity. And so but the majority was, of it is the business part and the, and the networking or whatever, you know. That's right. The minutia right. of that, yeah. That's right. And so I thought, wow, that was my passion for a while. So I don't know. It's not doing it for me. What will I do now? By then, I was already teaching yoga meditation as well. That's been in my life for a long time, for a years. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember I actually had this moment. I hope it's not too woo woo, but we're in LA. So yeah, no, no, it's not, there not, is no not woo woo enough. Right. I was driving to teach yoga to the judges. That was one of my corporate classes. And if there was ever such a thing as a voice or voice of God, if you wish, it was this. I didn't hear it audio with my ears, I heard it with the whole of my being. And all it said was, it's time. And I knew exactly what it meant. It was time to turn that corner and move into the healing industry, alternative medicine industry somehow. And that was it. That was my main turning point. Things just started opening up for me and doors opened, paths opened, courses were thrown in my direction. So I was pushed into hypnotherapy. You know, because a lot of people, especially in, in acting and stuff, you know, it's, it's a, a, there's a lot more no's than yeses where some people might be like, well, this is how I've defined myself. Like, mm -hmm. if not this, there is nothing else. Because we're always told, like, we're, we're told, like, you know, you just want it no matter what, not willing to bend, not willing to even explore something new. That's so right. So it's, I mean, it's a great lesson, and it's great that you found that where a lot of people, because, I mean, in theory, you may never have found that. Right. You could have let the kind of acting thing, where, wherever it was, let it kind of dictate, like, well, I guess I'll just, I'll settle. Yes. For an office job or whatever whatever that is that we, we settle for. Sure, sure. Did you Do you think that um, the, the acting was a catalyst for that or do you think you would have found that anyway? Because there's so much, I want validation, there's a lot of yeses and nos and you get introspective. A catalyst for me to move into alternative medicine yes. and healing? Yeah. I find that in many ways it was. I find that everything in our lives leads to the mm -hmm. next moment and then it makes sense. And then we go through this phase and then it makes sense again. Yeah, so for me, yeah. the acting definitely helped me in terms of teaching meditation mm -hmm. classes. I also started a mindfulness for actors and artists class for a while. And I know the benefit of mindfulness. I know what acting is like. So I knew that You're to, on both merge, sides. Yeah, yeah. to merge those two would be very helpful. You know, Not only in terms of teaching the actor and artist to be in the present moment, but really building their confidence and sense of security and self-worth up so that if you were 
to not get that audition or whatever happens, you didn't perform the way you wanted. No, that's it. That's it. I did not get okay. that audition. And yeah, yeah, or all those things. Yeah, that, that's, you know that's I mean? correct. Yeah, that's, that's the danger to yeah. validate our sense of self-worth just based on one thing, whether it's the audition or whether we make it and as an actor. I hear about those things like even if you, well, no matter is what you want, like if I just get this, I will be happy. That's right. And then that's you get it and then you're like, no, no, it's if I just get that and then, you know, what I get afraid of is like, I want these things, and I don't know what it feels like to have them, but if I have them, what if I still feel empty? Yes, and that's a very common yeah. trap of modern life, yeah. and that is what tends to happen a lot, that everyone falls into that trap of, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when. And the truth is, when it's based on an external factor, every time we get it, there'll be something else. Yeah. There will always be something else. You know, even something as you think as clear and simple as a vacation. I'll be happy when I'm on this vacation. And then suddenly someone's on this vacation and they may find something wrong with the accommodation, the AC mm -hmm. breaking down, the, you know, whatever it is, needing to have a door open so that you have AC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, no, I could never <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> so just things like that, or suddenly they don't get on with their spouses, their friends, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. There's always that danger. Or you think it's a job that'll do it for you. You get the job, you'll find something. You know, someone you don't get on with in the job, or it's not what you thought it would be, and so on and so forth. So, it's. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not probably aware of it as you are, but I am as a consumer that the uh, over the years the amount of I imagine uh, competition or whatever is like more yoga studios, more you know uh, meditation centers, more. With, um, acupuncture, whatever it is, more of that. How, like when you were starting to, did you find like there wasn't enough of it, and you found like I can, you know, kind of not fill a void, but like there's a place for me immediately, or do you feel like well, I have to like kind of contend with other ones? I didn't think of it from outside in, yeah. to be honest. My passion has always been the human psyche. Got you. I'm just testing you. Don't make <laughs> right now. This is just the no, truth. That's, that's so the this is just yeah. how it yeah. is. So I always knew that I was drawn to people's. The connection between body, mind, and spirit, their psyche, their psychology, I've just even when I was acting, that was my interest to get into a character's mindset. So as I made the transition, like I said, courses were thrown my way. I would never have dreamed myself that I'd be a hypnotherapist, but this wonderful course that a friend had done was highly recommended to me, and my schedule continued to change so that I could do the course. And I thought, okay, this is really interesting. You know, I was still acting and shooting an independent film then, but shooting dates with 30 extras would be changed and yeah. all those kinds of things. Yeah. I thought, hmm, okay, I'll just continue to surrender to these set of events. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, before I knew it, I had this practice and my practice was busy. I just feel very fortunate that a lot of my clients are referrals. I'm not great with the marketing stuff. And fortunately, I hadn't needed to be. They just feel great. I mean, that's they, the best marketing is just doing is, a good job. Is. Yeah. Yes. And they enjoy the benefits of it. They send their loved ones to me, their families to me, their friends to me. And it's just been going like that really for around a decade now. Is it so when you uh, because you're 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 teaching and advising, is there a thing where you're like, OK, well, I need to do. Did you have to, like, get a new education on it or were you just kind of learning like. 
I learned in terms of training for Tra- hypnotherapy yeah. and NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. So that I definitely oh okay. learned. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Just don't look into my eyes. Yeah. Jason. Just no, please, please unscramble my brain. <laughs> Shut the noise off, please. <laughs> All right, we'll work on it. Yeah. But in terms of the meditation, I've been doing that personally for a long time, even before I was acting. I had always been a seeker of. I just always wanted to find ways to better myself and my life. And uh, meditation was a very natural, organic, and peaceful way of doing it. So I had been researching all forms of meditation for a long time, for blah, 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 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and I taught yoga as well for many years. So So you came into it with um, a lot of... uh a lot of things to offer, I guess, in a sense, because it's not so. one—it's not one size fits all. That's correct. Because if somebody, you know, has, uh, you know, it's not always going to be, you know, well, no matter what it is, do yoga. You know, it, there's got to be right. maybe a combination of things, or absolutely, or maybe in theory, what you have might not—you might not have anything to offer somebody in theory. You know, in theory. But I mean, not you. Yes, not me personally. Somebody but like someone. you. You have the answer to all the all the problems. Um, I don't know all has, the problems, but yeah. you know, but I do 90, my best. Yeah, ninety nine percent. Ninety nine. Okay, that's 99%. your. That's, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll that's your guarantee. That. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, so when um, was it to like? I I guess you left acting at some. Uh, I did yeah. at that time when I was made it that hard to let go. It was not yeah. because that's like I very said, good. I really yeah. felt content within myself between the meditation and the hypnosis life in general and like I said I'm always learning and growing yeah. and evolving so for me it was a natural and organic transition mm-hmm. and I was very fortunate and blessed that my practice got quite busy quite quickly yeah. and everything made sense to me although I was new to hypnosis I felt like I was very well versed with people's psychology yeah. human behavior emotions and my specialized area had always been anxiety and depression yeah. and I somehow just managed to help people out of a troubled spot, yeah, quite naturally. So it was. It felt very natural from the start. What What was what got you to Los Angeles? What got me to Los Angeles? The I place was... where you're like anxiety, <laughs> depression, actors, whatever, <laughs> and people in general. Let me just go right to where it is. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like I have selling ice cubes in the desert. You know? Right. <laughs> yes. Well, that's partly it. I felt a calling with it, yeah. and my husband's American, so that did a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yes. So basically, those two merged together, yeah. kept me here in L.A., and hey, it's a city of angels. So, yeah. There's, you know, there's a lot to offer here and a lot to give. What, uh, so what do you find, I mean, you know, uh, talk about a lot of anxiety, depression, which are a little bit broad, I guess. It can and, be. It can, it can be. Mm-hmm. So what, what have you, what have you found, is there like a common through line? I know everyone's different, but have mm-hmm. you found like a common through line with a lot of people uh, that you've, I don't know, like... Well, yes. I just want to relate. I I just want to make think I'm not the only one. (laughs) No, you're definitely not the only one. Everyone is different, and I make sure that I never treat anyone the same. I've never followed a script, not even from when I first started. And in terms of people's maladies, issues, while the details of it are different, there are certain... uh, Com- common behaviors in terms of anxiety and depression. And I've got to say, in L.A., that seems to be quite rampant, anxiety in particular. People are wanting to get somewhere in this town. They're wanting to achieve. They're wanting to succeed. And so I witness a higher number of people with anxiety, so you're definitely not alone. And often anxiety is the other side of depression, that, you know, everyone 
weird as this is, people's behavior, even the negative unwanted ones, there's a positive intention from their unconscious. Let's do a, a simple example because this is too ambiguous and broad. It has begun. So <laughs> <laughs> imagine someone feels tired. They're tired and they think, oh, I'm going to ignore it. I have deadlines. I've got things to do. I've got to keep soldiering on. And so they ignore it. And then they're even more tired. And they continue to counteract this by even working harder, you know, because they've got to fight it Red off. Red Bulls and... That's right, coffee, and, and Red Bulls, yeah. whatever it is they can access. And there's plenty around here. And then suddenly they're exhausted and they ignore it. So something will happen. They'll get a flu, cause something that puts them in bed. They are bedridden. They literally need to rest. Now, on a conscious level, they'll think, this is just so inconvenient. Right. Why am I sick? On an unconscious level, the positive intention was to rest. And our unconscious, our inner wisdom, will always win. It just comes down to a question of when, not if. You know? So just remembering that example, even with anxiety, there's something that it plays that gives us a positive intention. So for many people, part of the unconscious thinks that if they have this anxiety, it gets them to do things. They can do more things. They can achieve and they can you know, do X, Y, Z. And until and unless their unconscious trusts that even when they let go of their anxiety, they'll still be able to get all these tasks done and X, Y, Z can be finished, they won't let go of the anxiety because that positive reward is too important. Yeah. What do you, you know, I, I, uh, I'm, I guess, an early adopter of things like email and the internet. I wasn't born into the internet, mm -hmm. um, but I've always just been very kind of consumed by it, interested in it. Uh, for me, the psychology of, why people use certain websites or certain social media apps from a strictly business point of view. Um, but uh, there's obviously, you know, a the way people connect to each other, the way people are putting their best selves out there. You know what I mean? This right. is the best, shiniest me. Even in if I'm putting out that I'm depressed, I'm putting... I'm yes. putting things out in a very curated way, and everyone is seeing that, mm -hmm. and everyone's seeing the grass is greener on the other side. Yes, um, and it's just a horrible kind of a vacuum to be in. Absolutely. In fact, the American Psychological Association has recently released, as recent as this year, I think May, that we have experienced the first statistically significant stress increase in ten years, and they attested some of that to social media that the more someone is addicted to their social media, and there are a lot of people addicted to social media, the more likely they are to be anxious or depressed. And so it is actually becoming a, an issue, and it seems to continue to increase. So we need to counteract things like that with doing the opposite, unplugging, being in nature, meditating, practicing mindfulness. And I, I bet that has got to be in itself. Like getting people to, you know, to say like, Getting people to say, relax, uh, uh, clear your mind, um, you know, uh, uh, don't worry is like counter, it's counterintuitive to what we are, how we are. Yes. It's, it's easy for me to worry. Yes. I, I can make up a million reasons right now why I'm worried about things on this table. Sure. It's very difficult for me, for you to say to me, clear your mind. Don't worry. Yes. So one of the most common fallacies with meditating is people think it's about not thinking, and it's actually not. Our mind is made to think. It thinks of around 60,000 thoughts or more in a day. So it's not about not thinking. It's about becoming aware of your thought. And I think why mindfulness has become such a big hit in modern society is that mindfulness teaches you not to not think, but to become aware of the moment 
as it is without needing to change it. And therefore, when we do that, we become more at peace with it. So just like now, Jason, you can be aware of all the feelings that arise. If you notice that some level of anxiety is there, you're simply noticing it. And the yeah. things that are on the table that you said might bother you, you just notice that. You notice, oh, there's something, a feeling that I'm awkward, uncomfortable with these things on the table. And then you're just sitting with that. You don't need to change it. You don't need to judge it. You don't need to add stories to it. Or hide it or suppress it. or That's Or right. get, or uh, kind of beat myself over the fact, like, why am I, uh, you know, I've had, uh, I've had, you know, little bouts with uh, OCD over the years. Right. And it's that thing where it's like I'm choosing to get mad at myself for being weak or, mm. or for being irrational, things that don't make any sense. Or is it saying, like, listen, it's, oh, you know, let's acknowledge it and kind of not necessarily live with it, but, and, and. And I've been working on stuff, as like a lot of people have for uh -huh. quite a while. Good for you. And it's been it's been amazing. I mean, and it took that thing where you know I just made a conscious decision to do it, and not it's not about like this one day. Mm -hmm. It's it's you know it's every it's just kind of kind of a whole thing instead of like oh I, I didn't meditate today. You know, so now I'm mad, but it's, it's like, no, it's like, how did I do this month? How did I do this great. year? How did I do this out? You know, um, mm -hmm. so uh, this is this is great. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. And I'm glad you mentioned the suppression thing, because yeah. that's another common fallacy. People think that when they experience something they don't want to experience, like anxiety or negative feeling on some level, that they want to push it away, avoid it, deny it, suppress it. And when you do that, it's the worst thing you can possibly do. Because in not having ownership of it, you're actually disempowering yourself and you empower the feelings. You know, everyone knows the first step to change is by acknowledging it and owning it. So what we need to do is the opposite. And it may feel counterintuitive in the beginning, but especially with anxiety, when you notice it arise, you want to go, oh, okay, just like what I said about mindfulness. It's here. I'm starting to feel anxious. All right. I'm just going to say yes. And I'm going to give it this space and say yes to it sometimes. My clients like to even say yes out loud if it's appropriate. And what you'll find is there's nowhere for the feelings to go. It's like this crest of a wave. And then if you continue to give it spaciousness, it can't help but just start to pass. Because let's face it, everything passes. Everything changes. Nothing stays. We just need to ride that wave. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And then if you just say you adopt that, you know, you, you kind of change the way you think, mm -hmm. pending any kind of doom that you might have. But just, you know, in, in a general sense, you know, you are just managing it better and you're being able to kind of deal with whatever it is better because you're you're kind of accepting it and saying this is here right now. Yes, accepting it. And let's be clear about this. It's not saying, hey, I love it. I want this in my life yeah. forever. Accepting it is owning it and accepting it in this moment, which is with mm. this breath. And if you continue to just do that, just be in this moment with this breath and this moment and these feelings, you're actually going to find that with time, you're going to release 
anxiety, depression, fears naturally. Because in this moment, Jason, there's no problem. In truth, if we're right here and you let go of the past and you don't think about any future concerns, and you're just here, you're talking to me, we're just chatting, is there a problem? No, you got me. <laughs> I, you know what I feel like? I feel like it, 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 to whom is listening to this, they're hearing your voice, and it's just, it's very, uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just very like, like you, it's very pleasant and informative, mm -hmm. and it flows. And then you hear my nasally Jewish voice, and it's just taking them <laughs> right out of it. It's just taking them right out of it. Uh, God, it's well, so, it's the yin and yang. Yeah. They get an, an experience of both. <laughs> so many questions. So, uh, what do you think? Um, okay, oh, you do so many different things. How does how does the hypnosis right? When does hypnosis become something you're like? I recommend this. If just say they're doing yoga and they're you know mm -hmm. uh, spending time meditating each day, they're spending a little more time unplugging. Mm -hmm. Which I will uh, backtrack. It's interesting that like you know w when people talk about let's say they want to take a break from Facebook, mm -hmm. when they I need to take a break from Facebook, the first place they go to is Facebook, right? And they go on Facebook and let you know that they're taking a break <laughs> and all the other ways you can connect to them. So, but yes. also in you, because you know, you uh, have websites and you write blogs, you yes. write for Huffington Post and for Huffington Post uh, and Thrive Global, uh, yeah, contributor columnist. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, want to mention them? So, make sure to check them out. Uh, Thank you. But you're you're saying unplug, but they have to plug <laughs> to consume. To even find your, you know, and I know that's just the nature of the thing, and it's mm. it, I'm splitting hairs, but mm -hmm. I feel like there is a, something to, you need to read all the articles about unplugging. You need to be plugged to do it. You don't need to, though, Jason. Yeah. People do. That tends to be yeah. the common behavior, right. especially with social media. Wherever they go, and I see this even on vacation, they have to take the photo of that moment yes. and post it on Instagram and so on and so forth. But we don't need to. The point is... That's just a habit that we've fallen into in modern times. But we can unplug on all levels and just be with nature wherever you are and just be with the moment and see how that feels. How, how was it before social media came into our lives? What was that like? I mean, you're not that old either, so you know you probably don't I barely, <laughs> I barely remember. But uh, well, when I was delivering pizza, I didn't have uh, like Waze or anything like that, or right. uh, a GPS. I had to use a Thomas guide. So yes. uh, I uh, remember so, those days. Yeah, so I I do remember. Um, but then you know, it's I think it starts like where you're like, you know, I want to hear the radio and I want to uh, watch TV. I want to go to the you know. There's a lot of ways that you need to be occupied not necessarily occupied with what's happening like being present you need to like find ways to be occupied while you're being occupied in a way right but i wonder what would happen if you were to occupy yourselves with just how you feel when the breeze touches your skin yeah. when you feel the sunlight on your face and skin after you've applied spf of course because yeah. we're all about safety yeah. and under your cap yeah but you know if you're going to be distracted by something, distract yourself by something that's calming. The nature, the yeah. what you can smell, the fresh air, the salt from the ocean, you know, things like that. So that's why meditation focuses on the breath a lot. It's because we recognize that you can't stop thinking, but we're going to give you something to think about. It's a single point focus, and it's just breathing in, breathing out. I, no, I, I I remember when I was uh, I went and saw uh, the first time I saw a therapist. I was living in San Diego and mm -hmm. I was very anxious. And uh, it was about like I think she gave, recommended the book uh, Peace in Every Step, mm -hmm. which is uh, 
I think his name was Thich Nhat Hanh. He was like a oh, kind of nice. and I love it, Thich Nhat Hanh. yeah. It was, yes. I think that was the name of the book. I might, I might be wrong, but it was just about you know, uh, be just being there. And it really and and you know, I know I didn't do it enough, but I would stop and be like, wait a minute, hold on, what's going on right now? Yes. Even if it's a even if it's like the most uh, harsh sounds, but like right now, there's a car alarm going off. Yeah. Right now, car alarm's going off. Um, it's a little, it's a little, a little warm, but not bad. I kind of, I kind of like it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and things like that. And I would stop and do that. And I found that to be, you know, because I was just kind of like a tornado all the time. Right. I never. What was going on right now? It was like kind of what was. Uh, uh, how did I embarrass myself last week? How did I embarrass myself when I was ten? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what? How? What? What could go wrong in two weeks? In ten years? And ne- I was never here Present. now. Yeah. Yes. So I never, I was just like, I never was enjoying what was going on right now. Only time I enjoyed it was reminiscing about the past. Right. And so, you're not alone with that. Yeah. You know that. And that's why there are so many but I feel alone. unhappy people. But I think that's the thing is <gasps> you feel like you're the thing. only one. Yes. And that's like a big, and I think there, you know, there's not a stigma for me. It seems like all my favorite people I listen to podcasts, they all have to see. Uh, you know, seek a therapist or, or yes. do something, and I, I do as well. And Great. I think it's amazing. Just, I think the fact that I'm doing something, mm-hmm. never mind the, the the change in any kind of chemical makeup in my brain or anything like that. The fact that I'm taking the time to do something, whether it's yes. listening to a meditation app, uh, just yapping to a therapist about my my white people problems, <laughs> you uh-huh. know what I mean, or whatever it whatever it is, I find that I feel better knowing. That I'm giving myself a chance and not just ignore it and it'll go away. That's right. And that you're actually doing something to help change it. You know, if someone is already seeking a therapist, a healer, whatever it is, meditating to better themselves, I think they're on the right track. It becomes more of an issue when someone thinks they have no issue or there is no problem. You gotta be tough, you gotta be strong. You know what I mean? Therapist, that's who goes to a therapist and still hold that old stigma. Then they are more prone to emotional suffering because they're not even owning it. Right? They're just unhappy and they're not sure why. So good for you for seeking yeah. the help that you did and doing the things that you do. You know, I'm, I'm very that's like I'm you know very I'm taking a very first few steps on you know a, a, a lifetime of a road. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is we yeah. continue to learn and grow for life. We never get it right. Though, you know, it would be nice to think that. Yeah, um, but that will fun without be if you just knew all the answers. You know yes. what I mean? Like it been, wouldn't be fun. Yeah. We're not meant to. Yeah. Sometimes my clients say that, just, you know, jokingly. Yeah. Can I, can't you just give me a fix-it pill? Can you just yeah. tell me what to do and that's well, it? Uh, well, I wanted to ask about pills. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what is your take? Uh, you know, because for, okay, so a psychiatrist can prescribe medication. That's right. A therapist cannot. Yes. Uh, a psycho, there's a psychiatrist and then there's a psychologist. Yes. Mm-hmm. What is your take on uh, medication right. overall? I cannot prescribe pills, firstly. Yeah. No. Oh, well, our, I, this, I, this interview's I, over. <laughs> this interview, Trevor, we're out of here, man. No pills, man. Sorry, brother. <laughs> Though I saw a guy around the corner from here and I think he can help you. Oh, so okay. we're back in. We're back yeah. in. We're back in. We're back in. <laughs> I am not an advocate of drugs and prescribed medication. However, I am also a more of or less of an advocate of emotional suffering. Yeah. So while there was a time in my life when I thought, I'm just going to do what I can to wean people off their prescribed medication, and it has happened organically. I don't uh, publicize this, though I guess I am because I'm telling you on yeah. a podcast. Yeah. But what I noticed was 
there are a couple of people that I have witnessed where I realize they actually need it. They need that there's a, a, an extreme chemical imbalance. And in those extreme circumstances, I understand that they need to do whatever is appropriate for them just to get them onto baseline, even just so they can see a hypnotherapist, a therapist, or whatever it is that they're seeing. You yeah. know, So I have seen that. So just do what you need to do to find relief from yeah. emotional suffering. But it's not just, you know, so if you if you need it, don't think like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm weak. But also don't use it as like I'm not going to take care of myself with meditation and, and mindfulness right. and just pop a pill and That's then just right. and just plug along. That's right. So my you need both. Yes. And my preference would be that you see if you can do it naturally. Yeah. The healing, the therapy, the meditation, even exercise, best form of antidepressants. Mm. And most of the time, when people keep at it, they find that they can. You know, I've had so many people over the years that say, wow, I didn't think I could feel this good without my medication. I just didn't believe that I could do it. And they did time and time again. And these are people that sometimes have been in therapy for around 20 years, you know, for a long time. So you are capable of many things. You just need to try it and you need to believe that you mm. can be. So, so uh, when it okay, so you have uh, you have where you know you have meditation, mindfulness, the hypnosis. Mm -hmm. When does when do you like? Is that something that you think like it's good for everybody and just you know in their own way, or is it is is hypnosis something where you're like let's step it up a little bit? Well, hypnosis is for someone that wants to change something when they're ready for change. Meditation is a practice. Hopefully and ideally it's a daily practice, but you just practice when you can. I recommend to clients to meditate in between sessions, for example, and whatever it is you're doing, just do it. So hypnosis is a specific thing. And uh, half of my clients actually see me like they would with a therapist. It's like a deeper form of therapy. We not only do talk therapy because they talk, I listen, but I get more involved. You know, we access their unconscious, which is where they need to change. Because let's face it, if we could change things consciously, we would. People's rational mind already knows what yeah. they should be doing. They would have done it. They I know I shouldn't have pizza for breakfast. That's I know right. I shouldn't. That's right. I have the information. Mm -hmm. But you just do it. Yes, and there's something that pizza represents yeah. to you yeah. that gives you that positive reward. Yeah. That It's yeah. something I'm in control of. Yes. Yeah. Well, on an unconscious level, it represents something else to you. So we access the unconscious to find out what that is, find a replacement, and then it can let it go. But on a conscious level, well, I'm not saying it's impossible. It just makes it more difficult to change by willpower alone and rationality. Right. Yeah. Right? Well, because then when you break that, when you are doing well and it breaks, you get mad at yourself. And then you go down a spiral. like, forget it. I'm just going to eat pizza for breakfast every day now. That's right. That's right. I'm having pizza for breakfast for the rest of my life. Which sounds good, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know. I, listen, I know you have, you, have, you have a lot of experience, but pizza for breakfast sounds great. I've had pizza for breakfast. Yeah, so, okay. you know, look, everything in moderation. It's yeah. okay. It's not about what you do externally. It's about the intention, why you're doing it. If you're doing anything from a space of self-love and it feels good, that's great. But if you're doing something and it's from a place of fear, right? you don't even know why you're doing it. You're attempting to fill a void unsuccessfully, which is all forms of addictions pretty much. So that pizza for breakfast becomes something else. Right? Yeah. And you're not consciously doing it. Oh but if boy. you're there going, oh, well, I'm about to have pizza for breakfast. This is unusual. I'm just going to allow myself to have this moment. 
and you're enjoying every bite. In fact, it's an eating meditation, which is possible. Thich Nhat Hanh also speaks about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And Buddhism. Like a walking meditation. Yes, yeah, just yeah. like a walking mm-hmm. meditation. Feel that pepperoni yeah. in your tongue. So, you know. so our, our, what you're saying is if you do more of that, it doesn't have to be pizza. Yes. But if the things you do, you're like, you know, listen, I, this is not the greatest thing ever. If you're more mindful of it and you're not just doing it like automatically. That's right. It might, it, it, it might put that in a better, down a better path. Absolutely. Because that's what it's about. The mindfulness, remember, is about being in the present moment. Not needing to control or change anything necessarily, but being in the space of the present moment and being at peace with it, being okay with it. And if there's anything that you don't want to stay, for the most part, it's going to pass anyway. I'm going to have pizza for breakfast. I mean, that's all I'm getting. All I'm getting <laughs> now is like, it's okay to have pizza for breakfast now. Jason, are you sponsoring a pizza group? Because, I wish. You know, I, 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 but, you know, here's the thing. Right I, I, you wouldn't need to sponsor. I would just do it because I love pizza. Um, I so, think everyone's going to have pizza after this podcast. Yeah, that's basically what this is. I'm going to have pizza. pizza yeah. I'm uh, myself. I don't think pizza's a hard sell, though. Um, so what could, what, what, I mean, I know you can't get too into it because they'll mm. have to have to find you for yourself and get you know what I mean we'll mm-hmm. tell you tell everyone how to how to get a hold of you but like what could what little little things could you give all the people listening right now that they could do right now it doesn't cost any money it's not gonna like take too much out of their you know what I mean what's something reasonable people can do right now or every day a little bit to make things make the anxiety go down a little bit make mm-hmm. the noise like you know I feel like the noise is like there's so much noise there's so much information right. there's so much noise and maybe how we can like kind of take a break from that and just kind of move forward in like a more positive way yeah what is most accessible and it can be free all the time is really the practice of mindfulness mm-hmm. and mindfulness that is in modern times I just want to clarify mindfulness in traditional Buddhism is a different context it's about consideration Mm. being mindful of someone or actions but mindfulness the way we understand it in the western modern world is that awareness of being in the moment so then for example for someone that's anxious rather than as i mentioned earlier judging it suppressing it just notice that anxious feelings are arising and in fact even do that say they're anxious feelings rather than saying i am anxious just notice oh i'm noticing anxious feelings arising Got is this like noting is that like a note like I've observing. Heard about observing. Okay. observing okay and every time we observe something whether it's feelings or thoughts we already recognize that there's a part of us that's observing therefore we're not our feelings and we're not our thoughts and that in and of itself allows us to not be overwhelmed by them which already helps right, in terms of emotional suffering and so if you can just be with this moment whatever it is like oh i have an itchy eye all right, I'm scratching it. I have something else arise in this moment. Okay, I'm just going to watch that. Oh, I just noticed these feelings of anxiety. Okay, and I'm noticing the internal dialogue. I'm noticing that I'm going down this path of just continuous thinking. Okay, well, I'm just noticing that. And then perhaps you can invite it to be released. Right? Nothing is forced yeah. or push. It's always an invitation in meditation and mindfulness. And as it becomes released, you can get back to this moment. And you can just be in this moment without needing to change it or do anything. Just here. And remember, if you're just here in this moment, there actually is no problem. Our problems are when we ruminate about the past, when we're worried and fearful about the future. But if we just continue to allow ourselves just to be here, just like now, there's this liberation that comes with 
just being in this moment. Yes. Can yeah. you feel that? Yeah. Because I saw your eyes light up a bit, yeah. and that's yeah. what that is. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> I don't know if you if you're hypnotizing me now either. I don't know. I feel like I'm trying. Yeah. Yes, that's right. The pizza is just around <laughs> the corner. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as far as like meditating, like what what's something can because it's hard to get people like you know I I use the meditation app and I, mm-hmm. I I like that because it's easier for me to do that even though I have things plugged into my ears and mm. um, but when I try to just like like whatever I set a timer and it just makes it easier. What's it is like meditate even if you meditate for like thirty seconds and you just yes. kind of shut off and build up from there. Yes, that's enough to set off like a good like yes jason this is a good point to bring up because i often hear people go you know i'd like to meditate more i just don't have the time and i think they get to put aside 20 minutes or an hour and you actually don't if you only have five minutes or less then just take that five minutes or less to meditate and meditate doesn't have to be what you think it is you don't have to sit in lotus position and chant and Mm -hmm. just be nirvana you can just be in this moment and just notice your breath Actually, the research has shown that from as little as three deep breaths, that's all we need to change our path of action. So m- perhaps what's relevant with this is, say, LA traffic. Mm-hmm. Someone cuts you off or do, does something mean on the road, and you see the initial reaction. And all you need to do is just start. Take the three deep breaths, and that's enough to just change your course of action. And that's it. And those three deep breaths can be your meditation for that day. Even if that's all you do, then just do it. It's better you do a little bit, three breaths, five minutes, than to not do it at all because then it starts to leave your consciousness, your practice, and your habit, you know, and it becomes harder potentially. Like anything, it's easier the more we do it. Do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't want you to give it anything else away for free. These are all the freebies, <laughs> but where, where could we, oh, where no. could we find you? Do you have to, do people have to live in LA to, to benefit from what you do? They do not. They okay. can come and see me in person yeah. if they live in LA, okay. but I also do a lot of sessions on Skype and on the phone, phone sessions. So you can find me at my website, which is one word, newstressrelief.com. You can find me on social media and Shirley Suleiman, my name, LA. And on the website, you'll have my phone number. You have the ways to contact me via Skype and so on and so forth. And I teach meditation. We've been talking about Unplug a lot yeah. at Unplug Meditation in Santa Monica. Oh, the West Side? <laughs> I'm an East Side guy. <laughs> you think you are, but Jason, <laughs> you can be Wait, more than that. Now I'm there. I'm just transported. <laughs> they uh, have good pizza on the West Side. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. You're getting me <laughs> That's there. That's right. Come this Well, way. you know what? You might find. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll, try, I'll try anything. I'm good. open to that. There well, you go. Thank this you so true. much. Uh, Absolute pleasure. For, yeah, for for being here. And uh, you can find me at Twitter, Jason underscore Horton. Um, I know we said to unplug, but plug to say hi to me on Twitter. And if you're on iTunes, to subscribe and, and rate and, uh, you know, leave a comment. That uh, really helps me out. Uh, the website should be up, fwbpod.com. But after you do all that, then definitely, uh, definitely unplug. <laughs> and then oh, pizza for breakfast. <laughs>